Motorcycle Man. Hi, this is the Motorcycle Man Podcast. Welcome to episode 135. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not fucking kidding. So, so we the whole fucking time. So for the Again. Last, for the last 10 minutes, it wasn't on. I'm going to go home. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is Ted, and we're in here with V2 and Cafe in the corner booth. My name is, my name is Runway, and this is Tim, uh, also uh, known as Kimbuck2, and here we're in here with Cafe. Hello, right, so, And Chris, the Joker. Uh, all right, and we have our special guest here, Justin Brown from the Harley-Davidson of Bergen County. Hello, Justin. How What's are happening? you? I'm all right. Good. How's our ride? We rode? Great. We had a lot of snow. We didn't ride, and it's looking for yes, okay. I sold my bike. <laughs> what? <laughs> I sold my bike. <laughs> Now we're, we're just rushing through everything now. Yeah, now we're sad. If that button goes off again, I am going to throw no, something at it. We're sad. Tim sold his bike. I sold my bike. And, and he bought a brand new one. He's yeah, got right. Yeah. I'm dreaming. Uh, and Justin and gave him the deluxe one. <laughs> <laughs> you sold your bike. Well, He's got two. Just don't wake it's me not, up. Don't wake fair. me up. It's just not fair. <laughs> but uh, anyway, getting back to it. Yeah, we got. Uh, we were talking on before we were rudely interrupted by not being recording. Uh, is that uh, we? Uh, I had well. First of all, I had we had a great interview with Spencer Conway last week. Uh, check that out. It's episode one thirty four, and uh, then uh, we got into the topic of our emails. We got a shit ton of emails uh, from people blasting the crap out of us for our. They're comments. disgruntled with how we feel about electric bikes. Yeah. And then Justin eloquently said that uh, the technology <laughs> is too new. Um, I pretty much said the same thing. Yeah, um, it's too new. I, I am interested to see where it goes. Yes, you know because I, I do think that there's some very cool stuff that can come out of it, and I think it's going to happen fast. I just don't think that we're there yet. I think it's still in the infant stage. Do you think, no, they, uh, well, do you think they're going to come up with the cruiser type? Or oh, absolutely. Is this gonna, you think I so? I don't I, think so. I, I, I think they will only because you know. <laughs> nowadays, everybody likes to beat things to death, and I think once somebody sees that something's working. They're going to try and find every angle to produce it and make it and make money. So that's why I think they will. Yeah. Somebody's going to say they're not making it, so let's give it a shot. I don't know yeah. if it'll be successful or not, but I think somebody will try it. Yeah. Well, on our on the Chrome poll page of the Motorcycle Man website, we have in the current state: Would you own or ride an electric motorcycle? Seventeen votes, forty three percent say maybe. Thirty uh, percent say not interested, and twenty eight percent say absolutely. And then, well. It, when electric motorcycles achieve a 200-mile range and a 10-minute charge time, would you give up your gas-powered bike and switch to an electric? Uh, 28% said absolutely. Uh, 13% said no. They like their fossil fuel-burning ride. And 60% said maybe as a second bike. Well, that's what I was just going to say. I, yeah. yeah, I would go with I that. Would, I would have one as a second bike. You know but, what yeah, I mean? I, would, I, would, I, well, I, I don't care if they get 1,000 miles in a, in a two-minute charge. I'm not getting rid of my first bike. No, no you know what I mean. I but you. I would I definitely, I would definitely add one if they were priced right. That would be the biggest thing for me. Yeah. Is I don't even so much care about how far I can go or how long the charge time is. I more care about how's it priced. Right. Because I'm not spending twenty grand on an electric bike. No, I'm just not. No, and they're do expensive it. right now. They're they're no cheaper than your low end sportsters. Well, you're right. paying for R and D still. You of know, course. These, oh, these yeah. guys oh, spend yeah. so much time and money. I don't care who the company is, yeah. but some of them. Some of the smaller ones that are almost more like mopeds are are kind of cool. I mean, so I reached out to Zero Motorcycles between last episode and now to try to get them to come on the show, and 
after two contacts. The first one, they said, okay, well, think about it. After the second contact, they said, well, we're discussing it. <coughs> Alto Motorcycles uh, has, uh, has not responded. What about Harley-Davidson? Well, you, you, good luck. You can answer this because good luck getting <laughs> anybody from Harley-Davidson directly to, to answer that. I'd be better off just talking to Justin. Well, I've ridden Harley's electric bike. Have you was, ridden yeah, your live wire? It was awesome. Really? Yeah, it was so cool. I was, I'll was. i be honest with you. Uh, you know, I think it looks cool. I mean, it looks badass, but the, it's that, that charge time, man. Well, well that, that's, that's, that's what I was picking on. That's one of the reasons just that they didn't put it out yet. So because fucking the, small. They said yeah. we're not going to put it out until the the distance and the charge time is where we want it yeah, to be. Yeah, it only had a 58-mile range. Yeah, yeah, it was low. Horrible. Yeah, it was low. But uh, here's what I'll tell you. Um You know, when I first saw it, I really didn't think I was going to like it because to me, aesthetically speaking, it looked like a sport bike, and and I've never been big on sport bikes. And and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with them. I'm saying that's my personal preference. Right. You know, so I didn't think it was going to be something that was for me. Right. Um, But, you know, I figured I have to ride it in order to be able to talk about it uh, fairly. You know, I don't want to just sit there and say I don't like it and and not have anything to back it up. So I, I took it out for a ride. And I was really, really impressed. It was very, very different. You know, the thing is, is because it's electric, there's no gears. It's just on and off. And how know, is it not hearing it? Like when you're riding, you don't hear it's it. It's got that weird sound, that, that weird whine. Well, they basically added a sound so that you hear it. Oh, okay. Um, because, yeah, otherwise it would be dead silent. And what's crazy is as soon as you let off the throttle, it basically stops. You, you really don't have to use the brakes. So it, it's literally just kind of on and off. It, it, you know, the, the way I've always described it is it's kind of like riding a giant electric drill in the sense that, you know, when you pull the trigger of an electric drill, you're just instantaneous power. And when you let off, it stops. And that's exactly what it feels like to ride this bike. Um, Position-wise, you know, although it looks like a sport bike, it doesn't feel like a sport bike where, like, you don't feel like you're really hunched over and uncomfortable. Yeah. It didn't look like that from the people I've seen ride. Yeah. It doesn't look like that. No. Um, it, I'll be honest with you. It was cool. It was different for yeah. sure. Um, but it was definitely cool. The so there's, power, no, there's no real, uh, like, coast to it. You can't coast at all, kind of. Not unless you kept yourself kind of at a, you're, I guess, coast. It's underpowered. Yeah, but you're not. It's No, it's, but, you know, what's wild about it is. It's crazy how quick you feel that immediate power. Oh, it's instant yes, torque. Yes. Because you don't have to work through the gears to get there. Yeah. So it's wow. that, that part's wild. Spooky, scary. Well, that's sort of like what my scooter was. Yeah. It was and just on and off. Well, and there's different modes. So, you know, you talk about the charge time, and yeah. they have, you know, basically, I, I don't remember what the exact nomenclature is, but it was like, you know, you have like a, a sport mode, and then you have like a touring mode and different things that use yeah. different power well, I, I saw when uh, so they're not just smoking the battery jay leno had uh, had the bike on his show so we i watched that and that was pretty interesting yeah it's pretty cool all right so getting into our topic of the night our topic today is the hobby of harley bashing <laughs> now, justin's already got a smirk on his face and i think this is gonna this is probably gonna be a record uh f-word day for chris today probably you know so uh all the people Whoa. that were pissing about the, the electric, electric bike, <laughs> they're going to hop in on this fucking one in two seconds. I'm telling you, dude, it's it's already me because we've got the, we got two people going to be calling in uh, very shortly, and they're, they're, I've I've sent the same questions to both of them, so they know what the questions are. And I can ask you, Justin, and, and all you two guys also. The question is: Does the Harley bashing affect Harley Davidson its sales? And then, do you think that does it affect it? That's a is it bad for Harley Davidson? That's a big question. 
That's a very broad question because I personally think that the younger generation are affected by a lot of things. Yeah. Well, and I think that that might be a very small part of it. I don't know. I mean, uh, there's I mean, there's a mentality to a lot of people that what they think of Harley Davidson owners and Harley Davidson. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. We'll so, get into that. But the yeah, first there's question so is, many there's so many facets to that question because yeah, I mean, you right. know, just on a general level. You know, you think about kind of that old adage that's something to the effect of, you know, whether you're talking about it good or bad, it's something that you're hearing about all the time. So, you know, if people are constantly, you know, you have your people that are Harley Davidson diehards that get it tattooed on their bodies and and wear it on their clothes and stickers on their cars and everything like that. And then you've got the people that, you know, feel the opposite. But if everybody's talking about it. It's one of those. It becomes a household name that way too. Right. So, so it's a form of about, it's like a any form of, any any sort of uh, to a degree. It's, it's yeah. Sort of advertising. I mean, it's yeah. just one side of it, but yeah. I mean, to a degree, because let's face it, everybody, motorcyclist or not, knows the name Harley Davidson. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Now, do you think uh, that the Harley bashing affects the motorcycle industry as a whole in any way, shape, or form? Mm. I think it all does. Because well, people, so? people who don't ride or are thinking about riding, they'll hear somebody say, you know, start bashing Harleys, and they go like, "Well, I, maybe I don't want to be one of those guys. Maybe Harley Davidson isn't reliable, or maybe it's like what these guys are saying." Of course, most of the people that I hear bash Harleys are recalling instances back from the AMF days when basically you didn't want to own a Harley. That was well, that was the fucking Harley that ruined that's, everything, and that's the reputation that still carries through to this yeah. day. Yeah. So. That's my. Does I mean? Do you think it affects the whole business as a whole? It's a stretch, probably. Well, I you know I really don't know because I mean, you know there was definitely times where the bikes weren't, you know, as technologically and mechanically sound as they obviously are now. Um, but it's also been a while since that, you know. So it's not like we just came out. You know, if the AMF days were five years ago. Uh, I would say, yeah, it probably still has a major effect, and it probably did back then. But, mm. um, you know, it's it's been a while that, you know, the bikes have been – they've proven themselves. Right. You know what I mean? And, and it's been a while since there's really been, you know, anything to kind of discredit that. So I, I think now, especially now with the new 107, I, I mean, here, here's the thing that's different, I think, nowadays – and I don't know if this is going to answer your question or not, but it's going to have something to do with something you're going to say at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I think the, the, the difference between now versus ever before is in, in Harley World specifically, Harley doesn't make major, major changes that often, right? So you think about the they came out with the 107, and the last time they came out with a, a motor was 20 years plus, right? So it, it, these things don't happen. And the last, really, the last major change probably was going from uh, carbureted to fuel injection in the early 2000s. So most of these major changes that Harley went through were years ago, and they were pre-internet. And the reason I say that is because when when people, a lot of people don't do well with change. <laughs> no, no, stop. Man, obviously. No, come yeah. on. Especially Harley enthusiasts, right? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the whole idea is that when, when these things happen, you know, everybody would kind of get upset about it and they'd have the conversations with their buddies when they're sitting around. And, and you know, and then uh, a month or two goes by and nobody cares anymore, right? So you think about how everybody lost their mind when it was going from carbureted to fuel injection. How can they do this? It's been carbureted since 1903, blah, 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 blah. And now, 
you, you hear like one out of every thousand guys mention a carburetor. It's like nobody cares. And now, well, now the big question is, or big statement is, how can you not be fuel injected? Right. So yeah. I think the difference between this change and all the other changes was now that the internet is such a, a part of our lives and the social media and all that sort of thing is the second that they made these changes within five minutes, yeah. literally everybody can take to the internet and have an opinion. So now oh, sure. what used to be a couple guys sitting around didn't seem like that much of a big deal. Now you've got instantaneous feedback and right. everybody. Right. And so, and I think that's why this change and, and this time frame seems so much more dramatic because you have access you to have hearing more, more input. Totally. You know, um, I mean, even if you listen to the difference between, uh, you know, when the when the when the new soft tail line came out, literally when they introduced it, how everybody was freaking out about the Dinas going away and what the new models (laughs) looked like and everything like that. And and now it's a couple months later and all of that has subsided. (laughs) That that one, personally, that one made me giggle because uh, I know a couple of people would shit you not. Literally said, Harley's. To see, that's that's proof. Harley's completely going down. They're getting rid of Dinos. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck? You Are you what? kidding me?" Here, here's part of the problem, right? So <laughs> everybody, everybody likes shit once it's once they can't have it anymore. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, yeah. that's a good point. There was a, there was a period of time when everybody was like, "Man, forget the FXR, this and that, and the other thing." And then now these bikes are so sought after, and everybody wants an FXR, and it's like, you, you know. It, now that the diners are gone, like there was, I can't tell you how many times out of all the different bikes we'd have sitting around, diners just sitting there. And now that the diners, how could you get rid of diners? Yeah, right. It's like, well, you know what, dude, stop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, well. I, I, it's it's just one of those things, and and you're never going to win with everybody. But um, so, what what do you think that the reason for for this Harley bashing and is it actual hate or is it just kidding around? Well, no, no, no. Unfortunately, it's. It's it's a, there's, a, there's a there's a there's there is a deep prejudice there, and that and, and like that question is so broad that covers so many areas on why I don't think we even have enough time for that. Well, let, let's yeah, put it this way: let, I'm going to put an analogy in a different way. Um, I'm as a guitar player, everybody I know either plays a Stratocaster or a Les Paul. Right. I don't buy one because. I don't want to be the same old person. I don't want to be that person. I want to buy what I want to buy. Yeah, you're not so a I buy, guy. You're not a lesser right. guy. So I buy a PRS to be different. And that might translate to motorcycles as well. 100% does. Oh, yeah, you know? absolutely. So saying, I don't want to buy a Harley because everybody else has one. I'm going to buy something else. There's guys that buy Indians purely because it's not a Harley. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's the majority. But I wouldn't I say, but that's not Harley bashing No, I mean, you're right. Se. But that's just, that's just like a, that's one of that small little percentage of so many variables in that topic right there. But I've got some emails here and some uh, some notes from people because I posted on Quora Digest. What do you think of Harley Davidson, the Harley community, and those that own Harley Davidsons? Mm-hmm. And all of the answers that I got Sum it were, Harley Davidsons are great bikes, but... But and then it goes off on the tangent of you know the relationship between fat guys and you know aging people and their so and, well, yeah, and me, what else? Let me let me ask you guys a question because I see it every day being at the dealership. But I guess I would be interested to know you know where you guys stand on it from not necessarily seeing it every day. Is you know you talked about the the Harley Davidson community. Yeah, I mean from what I can see, 
I would say Harley Davidson has way more of a community than probably almost Anybody any else. other brand. I mean, we don't even have to talk motorcycles at that point. I mean, that community is by and large so large and so oh, tight knit and everything. Oh my God. But well, I mean, what do you guys think about the community? I, I think, think it's great. Uh, what you just said is exactly what I think. Yep. The commu- I, I think the Harley community is so uh, it's you know band of brothers mentality, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. I don't see that in other another uh, BMW comes close. Another BMW, com- yeah. Then you, well, Indi- Indian is is distant. Third. I'll see that mentality in, in type of bike, but that covers a couple of different makers like uh, I uh, almost the racers. I see that they have their own little mentality. The sport they, group, they, the sport, they, group, the sport yeah. group, they group together too. But I don't think any of them are on the sheer magnitude of Harley Davidson owners and, and community. No, I know that's of course it. I mean, I don't think there's any. Is there? Is there anything you think we can do to change the perception of these non-Harley oh, people? That's a you know, lot of loaded question. A lot, lot of these non-riders will associate Harley with gangs, band, like uh, like yeah, some yeah, yeah, all that stuff. I and get it. that yeah. that is. So far from what it really is, right? But that's what they associate. But then there's also the association between dentists and doctors and guys who just wanted to buy that toy. Now, mind you, I know people who I've met people who have online. I swear to God, online at the gas station. I'm sitting there waiting to get gas. A guy walks up to me from one of the cars behind me. Comes up to me and says, "That's uh, what years? That's 2003. That's great. It's really nice. Uh, I've got uh, I got a Fat Boy 2003." And so I said, I looked around. It's a beautiful day. I'm like. You're not riding? He goes, oh, no, no, no I don't ride that. <laughs> he says, yeah, I got that, and I got a 2003 Sportster also. They're in the, he goes, I said, you don't ride them? He goes, no, no, they're just, they're just they're show pieces. I take them out once in a while just to make sure they run. I oh. said, I, I ripped him a new asshole. He's one of those guys. And I, now those kind of, yes, that's a poor example of what a Harley person is. It's not about the T-shirts. Like, well, there's, but, a lot of, there's a lot of different But things. then there's also there's, the Harley loyalists. Of course. I am a devout Harley loyalist. Yes, I wear the Harley Davidson shirt because I'm wearing one right now. I have the Harley Davidson wallet for God's sakes. I have a Harley Davidson sticker. I love Harley Davidson. Everything about it. now that doesn't make me and I ride my bike as much as I can. So that does. That, Do you have the Harley not, Davidson nipple clamps? No, they were out of them. They were totally out of them. Popular, but, they're a popular item around. Yeah, around I bet they are. Day. I bet they are, especially around Valentine's Day. But you know what? <laughs> The Harley you get, Davidson, you get the one with the chains on it. Oh. Yeah, right. right across it, it's got the little. You got to watch. You don't get the one that goes. The yeah, that, that doesn't go around the wrist to the nipple. That's tough. You got to watch that. They double its vest extenders. <laughs> but you know, no community outside of Harley Davidson puts as much time and effort into uh, charitable donations Absolutely. and organizations than the. Harley and group. you do the research on that. That's that, that's spot on. That's fact. You know? That's the truth. But. You know, I, this this is like a, a tricky one for me because I think there's it's dicey because you know you talked about is there anything we can do to change the perception and there's a part of me that says I don't know if you want to and 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 here's where I'm coming from on that is because then everybody will be riding Harley Davidsons. Well, I, I think not that that's bad. It's good for business. Well, I don't know that they will because I, I think depending you know. Look, everybody's got their different reasons for, for buying the bike. Right. Right. And, and so there, there's millions of those, and, you know, we're not going to sit and rattle those off. But the whole idea is that think about – you mentioned before, like, doctors and lawyers and stuff like sure. that. And, and I, don't, I don't mean this in a negative way, but, you know, the fact that there's that kind of – Harley's always kind of had that rebellious 
kind of, uh, you know, badass aesthetic to it. You know, there's guys that want to play biker on the weekends. And and that's okay. These doctors, these lawyers that want to go out and do that and, and put on their jeans and, and put on their leathers and, and go out and ride, that's the reason that they want a Harley because of what it symbolizes. It, it, it completely takes them away from what they do all right. week long that you don't get when you get on a Honda or, you know, when, when you're riding down the road on your Yamasaki and, you know, <laughs> yeah. when, you know, you name it. You know what I mean? It's just one of those things where it's Yamasaki. like, <laughs> it's just like, you know, there, there's something to be said about wanting to be a part of that, you know, kind of liking the idea that there's kind of that, we'll say that dangerous quote unquote aspect to it and, and how you might be perceived. And, and so I think if you make it too, important call coming in. If you, if you water it down too much, I think that All right. chases some people. Joining us now, all the way from the lovely state of Alabama, where it's more warm than it will ever be here in New Jersey, uh, <laughs> the host of the Throttled Podcast, Mr. Hey. Kevin, Kevin McKinney. How are you, sir? What's up, Kevin? Uh, well, how are you guys doing? Pretty Great. Good. We're hanging in. We're doing good. Uh, so, Kevin, you're just going to join us here briefly for a moment. Kevin, say hello to uh, Justin from uh, Harley-Davidson of Bergen County. Hey, Justin. How's it going, bud? What's up, Kev? All right. So, um, and of course, Chris and Tim are here. Hello. What's up? So, I asked Kevin to come on because he is not a Harley-Davidson rider. Kevin rides a Yama, Yamasaki? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just I, talking about this, yeah. A, a Yamasaki uh, Super Tenere. And uh, so, the questions I have, Kevin, um, how does Harley, now we're talking about Harley bashing, and uh-huh. I, I know you just love to chime in on this. But uh, how does Harley bashing hurt Harley Davidson? Is it bad for Harley, and does it affect the motorcycle motorcycle industry as a whole? I think it affects the motorcycle industry as a whole because it it creates a us versus them mentality. Um, however, I think that strives from the '80s and '90s when you know there was a culture at Harley. If you fit into it, you were welcomed with open arms. If you didn't, if you didn't want to ride that particular bike, you were really shunned. Um, I mean, I've, there's been several times I've pulled up to a Harley dealer, and older riders usually are, you know, get a real bike. That, yeah, that yeah, mindset, okay, yeah. that mindset of get a real bike. When I'm sitting here, like, okay, wait a minute. So I can go anywhere I want to in my bike. I can go everywhere you can go, and then a lot of places you can't. And you're telling me to get a real bike? Well, right. I see. I, that's I see that's that's that mentality. I get it. Yeah. You know, no, I get, I so get that, that. That that whole, hey, you don't have a Harley, so we're going to shame you, kind of isolated Harley from everybody else. Okay. And it's just it's created this, this, this culture. Now, you know, I I personally love riding with anybody. You know, and and it would be nice for, um, you know, like the Harley's owners group to have a like. I think it'd be a good idea to have an outreach almost to hey, bring all the models. Let's have a, a ride with all these other models and and really try to to be inclusive of all the other motorcycle brands. Right. Um, but you know. You can kind of tell if you ever pull up to a Harley dealer wearing, and it, like, if I have my adventure jacket and my adventure pants on, uh, just rode through, you know, a, a wildland area or something like that, and I pull into the dealership, go in and talk to the general manager who is a, is a good friend of mine, and we, we chat a while, you know, I get all these looks, and yeah, I saw you pull up on that thing. 
Can really? I touch on that for one second? Sure, go for it. Um, we do a Saddle Up Saturday ride. I, look, obviously every dealer is different, but we do a Saddle Up Saturday ride uh, every Saturday when the weather's nice. So from about April till depending September, October, November, um, and uh, that's completely open to all bikes. Doesn't have to be Harley, um, but also uh, the Hog chapters now will accept members, non Harley riding members. Um, I know that's relatively new, but to your point about Harley kind of having that outreach as far as other models, um, hmm. it, it would appear that they're in agreement with you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I don't know if, if uh, you know, what that changes or does. I guess time will tell, um, but wow. they, they, have, they have opened that up. Hey, Ke- Kevin, are you seeing that division down by where you are? You know, not as much as I did probably 10 to 15 years ago. Okay. Um, and, and a lot of, it's, you know, there's a lot of things with BMW ADV riders too, right? right? There's this weekend warrior bike night wannabe mentality where, I mean, guys will ride his bike on the weekends to a spot close by and ride back. He's on the bike five miles, and he's a true biker. Also, coffee, you know? co- coffee cruisers. You're saying. Coffee cruisers, yeah. <laughs> and then you've got the bike night wannabes who, and I am not joking, I, like, there, there used to be, where the cycle gear used to be, um, there is like a, a, a large mall parking lot area that is usually pretty empty by this time. You would have three or four trailers of people who would trailer their bike like 30 miles. What? Really? Seriously? And ride it from there around the corner, pull up, do the bike night, and then they would ride back, put it on the trailer, and drive literally wow. 30 miles. Wow. I, I followed them home and had to go further than them. Now, I'm not saying, oh, wow, look at me. What I'm saying is, is, is okay, if that's what you have to do to get it into your schedule, maybe you couldn't ride to work that day and everything. Okay, look, I get that. All right? But... It was consistent. These yeah. same guys. It takes and longer to put it on a trailer than it does to exactly, drive it exactly. over there. Yeah. <laughs> it has nothing to do with their that's schedule. Be, that, that's what's got me kind of, of curious about it. I'm like, what? I, I wanted to ask them. Unless they never, never take it out of the trailer. Well, there's that. <laughs> it just lives I'm in just, the trailer. You know, but it's that, you know, they, they do that, and then they turn around, and we're real riders. You know, it's the, the Well, see, even us Harley people hate those people. Well, yeah. let me ask you another question. That area that you were talking about, is it an affluent area? or Because I, I noticed by me, like up in Bergen County, Bergen County, New Jersey has, I mean, there, there's areas that have a lot of money. And there's definitely customers that we have that buy bikes to put them in their garage so that when their buddies come over to smoke cigars, they yeah. can walk them out to the garage and go, check out what I got. That's, and that's it doesn't a- matter how many miles are on it. It matters how pretty it is and, and how shined up it was. And it's just something to say, hey, look at what it's, yeah. you know, it just becomes another trophy. There's a pulse. You know what I mean? And is that the majority of our, our people? Absolutely not. But no, no. Do you, does that exist? Sure. And I'm just, my, oh, I guess absolutely. my question is, 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 is it something along those lines that you think? I, well, I think that is everywhere. You know, I mean, that's, right. that's a, hey, I had 40K burning a hole in my pocket and I always wanted one. I got one. But I really never had time to ride it anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I go out and do what I got to do to it. And, you know, in 10 years, I sell it with only having 10,000 miles on it, you mm. know. And, um, wow. Uh, you know, and, 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 you know, 
for me, I'm like, well, you've had this bike this long and only have 10,000 miles on it. I'm sorry. If you don't use it, I don't want hey, it. Hey, wait, wait, wait a second. I would ride to work every day and get only 10,000 miles <laughs> on it. <so. laughs> yeah. He's got a point there. And I'd be riding every day, so he's I don't know a, what the problem is. He's got a point there. So, like, Kevin, do you think it's actual hate kidding around, or is it just Harley annoyance? Well, uh, from which side? From the hater side. I, most of it, I think, is kidding around. Like, you know, I know a lot of the podcasters and stuff like that. We we will say stuff about Harley, but I, I say stuff about BMW. I say stuff about everybody, and it's sure. usually in a joking joking manner, you know? So from from that side, it, it, it's it's mostly, um, uh, from a, I, I think, from an editorial side, it's it's usually joking around. Now, when you get onto a personal level, um, you know, somebody's had bad experiences. Somebody goes into a Harley dealership, and you, they ask a question, and they're treated like they're idiots. Now, granted, all dealerships are different. The dealerships around my area are fantastic. Yeah. You know? Um, Bergen Harley is a fantastic dealership, too. Yes, it is. Yeah. But I, I also know that there, are, that there are dealerships that I have been into that are Harley dealerships that if you ask a question, and it's, it's something that they feel like you should know. Like, okay. If you had gone in a couple of years ago and said, how do you tell the difference between a soft tail and a Dyna? Right. They would have treated you like you're a moron. Right. They would have told you, but there would have been a lot of, of attitude in, in well, the see, delivery. We've the, and- we got the Harley police here right now, so he'll turn them in. Just tell them. Yeah. Right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just, you know, it, it, to me, it, it started with, you know, Harley having this attitude. And then you had the AMF bikes come through, which had a lot of problems. Man, and they have yet to, sh- and because of that, that started a lot of that shit. Yes, and and that that is like, okay, what? Why why should I pay forty thousand dollars for something that's just going to stain my garage? Okay, look, when's the last time you've actually put out a bad Harley Davidson bike? Twenty twenty something years ago, twenty five years ago, you know, that actually had these kind of chronic problems throughout the entire line. Yeah. You know, yeah, you might have one Harley every blue moon that has a problem. Every bike does that. Um, you know, but if you look back at that historical range, yeah, they had a lot of issues, you know. And for it, for it to have been improved, they don't get credit for that. Right. Um, the biggest thing, and, and Harley, I think, is working at changing this right now that's hurting Harley, is, well, five years ago, the biggest thing that hurt Harley was the fact that they weren't innovating on design. They were improving on what they already had. Right. And when I say that, it's like, hey, we're adding technology to what we already have. Yeah, we came out with uh, um, the V-Rod. And be kind. Be easy base, now. Easy. Well, here's what I'm saying. <laughs> a, a, a lot of our customer base really shunned it. Was that true, Justin? However, you, did you get a lot of that? The V-Rod was a weird thing uh, because it was such a niche market but here well create you created its own little it, yeah like, it uh, really did create its own niche because it you know it, it to you know to, to harley guys it wasn't a harley to sport bike guys it wasn't a sport bike it, it was kind of this weird like bastard child if you will <laughs> however what i can tell you from my experience in our area and i know this is definitely going to be dependent on areas but living in and around and near kind of the urban area where different bikes have different purposes i think what was great about the v-rod for us is you had a lot of guys who wanted to go from sport bike to harley but didn't want kind of that culture shock of going from 
you know, a thousand cc sport bike that was designed to be super flickable and do all these things and then go to like, you know, uh, a limited or, uh, you know, a street glide or something that just felt so dramatically different. So it was cool about the V-Rod was it was a really nice stepping stone for those guys who wanted to make the transition from Harley but didn't want to kind of dive in head first. So it, it, it had power and performance, at least motor-wise, similar to uh, what they were kind of used to on a sport bike, but it put them in more of kind of that cruiser-type position, and it made it easier for them to then go from, you know, say the V-Rod to a fat boy or a street glide or you name it. And so, so basically the V-Rod created its own hate group. It was a weird thing. <laughs> I mean, listen, the guys that loved it, it them also, loved them. And, and they were brought people. It also brought people to Harley, though. That, sure. That's something oh, certainly that, did. that, certainly that did. people kind of look, oh, well, was it really a success? Well, there's a lot of people that bought their first Harley being a V-Rod and are now branching out into the other bikes because they're, they're ready for something a little bit different. Um, look at what Harley's trying to do. Now, they're, they're changing. They're, they're slowly turning the ship, right? We've got, um, you know, their investment in electric motorcycles. We've got them attempting different things with Buell. Uh, and, and hopefully over time, they have they change their perception because perception in today's society is reality. Oh, yeah. yeah perception is everything. Well, especially and, with social media. Yeah. And, and so if somebody goes in and has a bad experience or they don't get the customer service they want, or like in the Buell case, they go into a dealership excited about a bike and can't find anybody in the entire dealership to help them with it, or mm. the one guy that can isn't here today, come back, is <laughs> you can't have that. That is unacceptable. Um, you so know, and, and Harley does some things right that other dealers should take, take note of as well. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I, in, in closing, what Harley-Davidson motorcycle would you buy? I am torn between the road glide and the street glide, probably leaning more towards the road glide. Nice choice. Have you so. ridden any of the new 107 oh, softtails? Oh, yeah. yeah, like oh, the softtails. Yeah, I uh, what did I ride? The fat, I think I rode the Fat Bob. What did you think of that? I liked it. Um, I mean, for my frame, it's a little, I was a little compact, um, but it, it, it was, it was, a, it was a nice ride. I really enjoyed having the, the fatter tires. Um, to me, it made me, when I needed to make a turn, get into a more aggressive position to help get the bike um, around the corners more. You can't be as lazy about, about that, you know? Um, and, and I love the way that the, uh, the throttle response was on it. I mean, it, it seemed to be really tuned well. I, I, I really enjoyed it. Cool. Great. All right, Kevin, listen, I want to thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast. Uh, don't forget Anytime. to go over, everybody to go over and check out uh, the Throttled podcast. Uh, you and Larry will be uh, giving us some insight uh, on everything in the motorcycle business and with the, the paddock, all about motorcycle racing. Right, Kevin? That's it. Thank right, you, Kevin. sir. Take care, buddy. Take care, yourself. Right. Ride safe. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Well, there you go. You heard it from Alabama from a non-rider. Not Harley rider. Not a Harley rider. <laughs> yeah, non-rider. <laughs> That's exactly what you just said. Yeah. A non-rider. Well, that uh, was pretty interesting. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so you got, got some insight from that. But you uh, know, I, I like uh, I like hearing what other people have to say because yeah. you know what? Here's the thing. You know, you can always learn. One of the things he said at the end was, was perception is reality. And, and you can always learn from 
something that somebody's got to say, even when it's negative. And, and I see it all the time because, you know, sometimes I, I don't like to, to jam myself up with people that just like to sit and talk on the Internet because you can find that for anything. Um, you know, but I, I, every once in a while I will, you know, kind of read the comments on different posts and, and stuff when it comes to people's thoughts on, on Harley. And sometimes I'll bring it back and, you know, like show my manager and stuff like that. And I'll go ahead. All right. Well, calling us now from Santa Cruz, California, uh, host of the Motorcycles and Misfits podcast. Oh, cool. Uh, Liza Miller. Hi, Liza. Now, Li- who else? Hel- Hel- Hello, Liza. Hi, Liza's got- now, hey, Liza man. has already threatened that she's going to rip us a new ass. Yeah. <laughs> so, Liza, say hello to uh, our good friend Justin Brown from uh, Harley Davidson of Bergen County. Hey, Liza. Hey, how you doing, Justin? I'm all right. How are you? So, Liza, Good. you got the questions that I forwarded over to you uh, with regard to our topic of Harley bashing. And I'd like you to answer these questions as briefly as you can. And then you're going to go off at some point, I understand. And we're prepared for that. We've got, we've got food and we've got a door. So, <laughs> all right. So, I don't, uh, I don't think you're prepared, Ted. I no, I, I can never be prepared for anything that comes from you. Never, ever. So, with on the subject of Harley bashing, do you think it hurts Harley Davidson, or is it bad for Harley Davidson's business? No. Well, you talk about brief. I yeah, I was going to say it. she nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you said brief. Okay. Uh, is Harley Davidson uh, bashing? Is it bad for the motorcycle industry as a whole? No. I, no, I really don't think so. I mean. Look, we all make fun of scooterists. Is it bad for scooters? No, actually not, because I, I'd like to get a Vespa. Hey, I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's bashing all around. Sure. I mean, we, we make fun of the squids on sport bikes uh, and scooterists. And, oh, well, I think we all agree we can all uh, bash on the three-wheeled, you know, the Can-Am riders. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that goes without saying. We, we, we have, oh, the we, not motorcycles, you mean. <laughs> the not motorcycle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So now, do you think this is actual hate, kidding around, or uh, just annoyance, or, or jealousy? Well, here, let's let's. This is this is around. where you're allowed to speak your mind. I think because I get accused of Harley bashing all the time. No, you don't. Come on, stop. I I've listened do. to your show. <laughs> why do you, why why do you think that is, Ted? Why do you think I? Well, I know why. I, I know why. I, 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 like I said, I listen to your show, so I, I know what your reasons are. But well, our, our listeners don't. Here's the thing. We make fun of all cultures, all subcultures in motorcycling community, but it's only the Harley riders whose butts get heard about it. Do our, yeah, do our butts get heard about it when people talk about us? Mine doesn't. <laughs> Mine doesn't. I, 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 don't, I don't have that, uh, what do they call that? The I don't listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we don't listen to it. But, but go ahead. But so, since you guys, what do you, I want to know on your end as Harley Riders, what things are you hearing? What is the bashing that uh, you guys hear? I think what do you think the stereotype is? From me, from what I hear, I think mostly it's the hate of the motorcycles that they're slow and they're unresponsive and they handle like crap and they're not fast enough. Oh, and they're enough. so loud and annoying. And uh, loud and annoying. And then, of course, you got the fat lawyers who buy motorcycles to go get coffee. And so that kind of a thing. And, and, and that's, I think that kind of like uh, stereotypes the entire Harley-Davidson crowd, which is 
of course, we know not the case. Well, we can even go way back and talk historically about, uh, well, historically and present day, of one percenters. That that doesn't help, does it? No, absolutely not. I don't know if that the one percenters play a big part of it, but it, that may tarnish the oh, that may tarnish so the appearance of Harley Riders. Now we were talking about. I I, I kind of see what she's getting at because it's it's the persona. I mean, uh, that's it, um, then then you have to talk over the past ten years the popularity of Sons of Anarchy just shot through the roof, and then before you know it, you got a bunch of people out there. Uh, you know, starting clubs up and thinking that they're uh, one percenters when they're not. You know what I'm saying? So I get, I get what she's saying. I mean, it, that does have an effect on it. That's part Let's of. Let's talk it. about uh, the history of American motorcycles. All right, right. We can go way back and a uh, hundred years ago, when there were clubs, right? Um, but it involved families and women rode, and it wasn't until the 40s. That it started to develop this bad biker image, right? Okay, after because the war, that's after and then the war. Was, yeah. yeah, yeah, after it the was, war, it no longer cool for women to ride, and that was up until like the seventies, eighties, nineties. Right, it was socially acceptable for women to ride, and when you go to a place like out here, we have the San Francisco Motorcycle Club. That's what, like, one hundred and six years old, I want to say. Yeah, and they have all these uh, photos and, and history of their club, and you see that it used to be a fun family sport so then it got the bad biker image and we've kind of come out of it but it can be said that that image still exists to this day a lot because of the american big twins and that a certain um amount of people are what we refer to as role-playing or larpers <laughs> i like that or, <laughs> cosplay, or cosplay yeah right. Co- yeah, co- yeah cosplay larping is live action role play so how many people are buying a big twin because they want to look cool. And what is oh, cool? Oh, a lot. A lot of bad, people probably are. Image, like Justin right? was just saying, yeah. Now, I happen to be riding one uh, Saturday. Uh, a Dyna Low Rider. It's badass, you know, and I threw a... Holy, leg you didn't fire. mention that on your show when I listened to it this week. Uh, Did you? Enough. Were you afraid of getting beat up by your fellow podcasters <laughs> on your own show? No. We were out for a group ride, and uh, we were at a stoplight, and I just turned to my friend Howie next to me, and I said, quick, let's switch. And uh, I hopped onto his uh, low rider, took off, because I'm instantly comfortable on any bike. I've had big twins. I've had big touring bikes. I hop on anything. I love it. And right away, I sank down into the seat, and my my head like kind of shrunk down into my shoulders, and I got into that pose and your knees kind of splay out like you're just you know sitting in the lazy boy and that thing took off like a jet Next was this one of the new ones is this one of the new ones? yeah this oh, is newer. next thing i know i'm doing like 90 miles an hour and i just got one hand on my hip and i'm just cruising and i felt badass that's and what we try that's what we aim for we want badass i i understand and this is why i always throw that in when i'm making fun of big twin community i've been one I know. I know what it's about. Mm-hmm. I know how it makes you feel. It's like me and my evil Knievel socks. I put them on. <laughs> Wait a minute. You awesome. have the whole evil Knievel outfit. <laughs> I do. Actually. Oh, I'm jealous. That's um, awesome. He's the reason why I started actually, getting into motorcycles. Yeah, that's technically cosplay, I guess. Um, <laughs> I understand what it's like 
and how riding a big twin makes you feel and harnessing that power. It's like riding a Bronco versus a thoroughbred horse, you know, which would be the sport bike. Mm-hmm. I get it. But it goes beyond that. And this is where I start to um, make fun of people um, is, yeah, it makes you feel cool. It doesn't mean you're badass or better than anyone else. But, no, not at all. But a lot of people do interpret it that way. Right. That's why they call us and our rice rockets, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it makes you feel good, and suddenly it's like, that's why we joke about a lot of Harleys don't wave back. It's true. And I get it. You kind of feel superior, like a superior being when you're riding a big twin. I, uh, but um, for the record, though, I wave at all bikers. Everybody says that. How I, except for, I do. Uh, except for Can-Ams. Uh, no, I, 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 this is funny. No, no he joke. He gives the one finger salute. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't give him the one finger salute. I mean, I give the normal, the, the two down, okay, to everybody, okay? I, I try to represent goodness amongst all. When I see Cam Am, I raise my hand and wave at him like I see a little kid on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but he does, he does chuckle at scooterists at traffic lights. Uh, that was a mistake. I, I feel bad about that. I didn't mean to do that. It came out of me. All right, welcome to the halfway point of the show. Time to say hello to our sponsors. Since 1974, Psycho Gear has been providing excellence in service and selection. At One Two Punch, their market-leading website and their nationwide network of 136 stores makes it easy for you to locate what you need, when you need it, and choose how you want to buy it. By combining great products, great prices, and an incredible selection with all their never-ending commitment, to providing the best customer service on the planet, it's easy to see how they've maintained a full throttle over the three decades. And when you're in New Jersey, head over to Edison to say hello to Chainsaw Ginny and Sean and tell them the motorcycle men sent you. And Tobacco Motorwear is the place to go if you want some great-looking riding clothes. At Tobacco Motorwear, they believe you shouldn't have to sacrifice style for safety, and they've dedicated themselves to creating premium-quality American-made motorwear classic styles that make you look good on and off the bike. Tell them that the Motorcycle Men sent you. Enjoy the rest of the show. So that said, I understand what it is to ride a big twin. Okay. Now, here's like I had a conversation last year with somebody uh, who rides a Harley. And she was saying, oh, yeah, I love my bike, man. We go up into the hills and we rip it around. I'm like, yeah, but, you know, you're not actually going that fast. Like, we get on our sport bikes, we're going fast. Yeah, yeah. Man, me and my friends, man, you should see. There are people, they can hang a knee and they can, uh, yeah. Yeah, there are exceptional riders who can, you know, who can do wheelies on gold wings. We're not, we are not those people. However, uh, given the same rider with the same ability, put them on a, a sport bike or you know a japanese performance bike and they can do the same speed on the same road but you're taking a bigger risk on a big twin it's heavy it doesn't have the suspension it doesn't have the braking that these performance bikes have so let's not pretend that it is a performance bike it's well it's like, not a performance thing it's more about a personal no, preference thing on. Well, come on it's a personal I, preference thing all the Performance do you like sandals or do you like uh, flip flops? You know, <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, I, 
I mean, I, no, no, come I just, on. I just want to chime yeah. in on one little thing yeah. that you, you said. Um, I mean, now, I'll be the first one to admit that when it comes to, uh, you know, you had mentioned that you've ridden all different types of bikes and, and you've owned all different types of bikes. I'll be the first one to admit that I've owned nothing but cruisers. So I don't have that type of, uh, you know, I don't come from that type of world where I can speak on from kind of both sides of the coin. However, I had a unique opportunity um, I was actually sent out to Vegas by Harley to – they were doing this uh, competitive comparison where they wanted us to ride um, the, not only our own bikes but the, uh, the different brand bikes so that we could talk about them honestly enough. So if somebody came in and said, hey, you know, I'm looking at this BMW or I'm looking at this Triumph or I'm looking at this Yamaha – you know, I could speak to both sides versus just only being able to talk about our own product. So they took us to uh, Las Vegas Motor Speedway, and um, they, they basically, not that anybody needed it because obviously everybody there was riders, but they had this guy who teaches um, this, uh, it's uh, like a supermoto class where, you know, these guys that have, like, world records, that sort of thing, he basically teaches those guys. Um, and... Uh, these guys were taking around our full dress touring bikes and backsliding around the track. I mean, some of the craziest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> but I will tell you that, you know, in riding some of the different bikes, you know, you mentioned uh, the suspension and the weight of them. I actually felt more confident um, doing these more aggressive maneuvers on the heavier bike than I did on the lighter bike because I felt on the lighter bike, and, and maybe this is just my personal preference was that because of how light it was, I felt that I had less control because I didn't feel that it was as planted to the ground. I felt on the heavier bike, I felt like it was going to do exactly what I wanted to do and it wasn't going to do anything more or less than I asked of it. And so I was actually riding the larger, heavier bikes way more aggressively than I was on some of the smaller, lighter bikes. No, it's that's completely understandable. I mean, if you're married to an ugly woman and then suddenly you have a hot chick uh, hitting on you, you get, you get a little nervous and like maybe uh so no. you're saying harleys are the ugly no, no. ugly woman no. is that what you're saying that's not right no. well so what was funny is that other people in our writing group said it was really funny you hopped on a his harley and took off and looked completely comfortable Howie hopped on a mike ktm and looked uncomfortable so I it's can, kind can, of what yeah. you're saying if you're not used to it you're yeah it takes a while to get used to it i've just ridden so many bikes i'm instantly comfortable but I, that's the thing. There's a lot of people who get so wrapped up in performance. I'm like, well, if you want a performance bike, get something else. Yeah. I mean, what style of bike are, are these considered? The cruisers. cruisers. Right. Exactly. See, the general, now, my, my, my a point is with the cruiser, with the Harley Davidson, is we're not in an, any hurry to get there. It, that's I, what they're for. And that's, that's what they're That's what they're great for. I mean, yeah, you can get up to high speeds and the power on it, taking off is so much fun. It gives you a thrill. That's what they're great at. So it's when people are bragging about how fast their bike is, oh, I could take you in a quarter mile. It's like, yeah, but if there's a turn involved in that, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're, you're also talking about the difference between torque and horsepower, and, and that's the biggest yeah. thing is, you know, Harleys are torque bikes, and sport bikes are horsepower. You know what I mean? And, and that's, you're getting two totally different feelings on that. You know, I mean, exactly. if, even if you were to take one of the smaller end Harleys, you know, you take like a, an Iron 883 Sportster. If you line that up with most sport bikes, and I get that it's a short distance, but if you were to go like crosswalk to crosswalk, say, 
the the Harley would beat it on torque alone, but once you got past that crosswalk, forget it. The sport yeah. bike <laughs> is going to get up and run away from it. But I mean, I it's got, the I difference got news of. For you. My Honda Elite scooter can beat anyone in a 30-foot race. <laughs> I will ride out to California for that race. <laughs> well, uh, Liza's got an open-door policy with the Recycle Garage to invite people to come out anytime. Oh, yeah. You've been trying to get um, me out there for a year. <laughs> so let's talk about the other, the other thing that, um, that bothers me about uh, you know, big twin riders. Yeah. What is the stereotypical outfit for riding in? Uh, let's see, leather chaps, uh, leather vest, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe leather jacket, uh, mm-hmm. or jeans and a t-shirt. Come on, right. and, 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 and a beanie helmet, or Tupperware, right. as we call it. So, basically, there is, there's no plans on crashing. First of all, if you do crash a Harley, you're, it's screwed. The bike is screwed. They are not meant to be upside down. What so, bike is? What, what bike our, is our meant bikes, to be upside down? <laughs> our bikes are. A lot of our sport bikes don't, don't are ride them upside down. Them, oh, really? Guards. Yeah, they're they're made to go down and keep going. So Maybe they need to well, rethink that design. No, I, I, so I, I don't know that I'd agree the, with that, but go ahead. A big twin is a pretty bike that is not meant to go down. Therefore... You're not going to be geared up to go down. There's no contingency plan. There is no crashing. There, there's no plan for crashing, so why wear the gear? We very much Because we're cruising. We're not racing. You, so you, the sports bikes are meant to race. That's what you, you were talking about, the speed versus cruising. Well, you, you We're know, not in a in, hurry to get anywhere in, where sports bike people are. Well, in Liza's defense, you could, you know, 20 miles an hour, you could hurt yourself. Of course. Yeah. I know. I get, I get that point. Yeah. But, you know, like let's, we're... Let, let, let's, let's talk about the statistics up at Sturgis, how many deaths there are every year. I, I couldn't even tell you. But you're going to, I bet. I haven't looked it up. But I remember, like, I think it was like two years ago, there was maybe like 14 deaths that week. And most of them, there was alcohol involved. I was just going to say. Many yeah. of them. Probably. Alcohol in yeah. all of them, probably. Many of them, there was a, a car turning in front involved. Yep. Um, and some of them, it was just high speed involved. Mm-hmm. But guaranteed, all of them, they all were worse than they had to be because of the lack of gear. Almost every one of them were not wearing a helmet. So I, don't, I think it should be, I mean, it's cool to wear gear in, in my book. Cool to wear gear. It's not cool to not wear gear. Well, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, you, you, know, you, so, can, you can take off your gear. You can't necessarily put. I mean, skin is on. that is that Harley's fault though? No, no, because it's it goes the culture's back to the whole, fault. No, no, but I know, but I'm just saying the original question thing. was Harley bashing. I just wanted your take on is that? I mean, because Harley has the options as far as gear. It's just what do mm-hmm. people want? I mean, we have people that come in that are head to toe covered, and they're wearing you know Schubert helmets, and I mean really geared out and then you've got like you said the guys that wear the $20 brain buckets and a t-shirt and shorts and flip-flops and all that kind of shit so I mean it really depends on the I think that mostly lies I think that's mostly education and also um, the look that they're going for it's culture it's it's style yeah here's the deal as I said when I was riding that Harley I felt I felt cool I felt badass then I got back onto my KTM and I went back to feeling like a pretentious asshole. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's 
the difference in the culture, I believe, is that big twin riders, a lot of it is for the style, the culture, and how it makes you feel. You feel empowered. You feel cool. You feel good being a part of that. Now, you know, I hop in my Versus, and I've talked about it. It's, it's the most awesome, boring bike ever. It awesome, doesn't light boring. a fire. It doesn't make me feel cool. But I can go down the road and kind of get the adrenaline going and have a lot of fun, ride safely, very comfortably. Um, it, but, it, you know, it doesn't... It doesn't do the same thing. It, it's not it's not as much of a culture. It's not as much of a style. And that's what the big twins bring. They bring history. They bring American pride. They bring uh, style, the culture. There's so much around it. But Honda doesn't have that. Honda, it's just about performing. It's, it's function. Right. Interesting. I, to, yeah. you, want, you want to hear something interesting? Yeah. Uh, on our Chrome poll page of the website, I have on there, what type of riding pants do you wear? 28% say they wear proper armored riding pants. 30% said they wear regular jeans. And 32% say they wear Kevlar-lined riding jeans. So even though they're wearing jeans, they could be Kevlar-lined. So they're not going the full gamut, but more people are wearing safety type of clothing rather than going for the cool factor. Yeah, and I think a lot of that came from the riding pants that look like jeans. So you can be right. safer but still look, still fit that image. How long has this image lasted of the chaps and the vest and the brain bucket? I mean, this has Jeez. been around for decades, decades right? Decades, yes. I'm one of those guys. I, hey, I've got three myself from my old days. I got chaps. I got a vest. I have all that. Um. But that's why I know it is role playing because when I was getting dressed up <laughs> to go ride, yeah, let me tell you, you something. Know, With regard to that, yeah. I, as far as it goes, for I love riding my bike. There's no question about it. I hate yeah. the getting geared up part because I got to put the check because I don't have proper armored riding gear except for my jacket. My jacket is fully armored, but I have the chaps and I got the boots and I got the gloves and I got the. I, it takes me more longer to get dressed than it does for me to take a shower. Yeah, I hate the you know. I, I was complaining about that the other day. I was saying, you know, because when I when I left for work the other day, it was like thirty four degrees or whatever it was, and I said, man, the the thing that I hate the most about riding in the winter is not. The fact that it's cold out, it's, but it's how much shit I got to put on to yeah, be warm. Right, exactly. Yeah. Because in the summer, I don't wear that same yeah, stuff. Right. And, and listen, I, you know, we we teach new riders uh, at the dealership, and I have new riders ask me all the time, what should I get for gear? And then while we start talking about it, they say, well, what do you wear? And I say, don't worry about what I wear. Worry about what you should wear because I don't want them. I know that when I'm not wearing the right shit, that that was my decision. And it's exactly. just, it's a personal preference. For me, it's not a cool thing. For me, it's just, a, I don't, you know what? I just don't like wearing that shit. What and you said and right that's there. that's up to me. Same to me. You know what I mean? And it's just like, and that's me. I mean, I, I used to work with a guy who every day, no matter what he was riding, was in full, I mean, the boots, and I don't mean regular, I mean like riding boots. The They look yeah. like ski boots. You know what I mean? The guy had, like, I used to call him a Power Ranger because he had this whole <laughs> suit. And But, you know, any time that he had an issue, obviously, it was, like you said before, it was much less of an issue, uh, you know, than had you not been properly geared up. So, um, you know, I, I mean, everybody's got that choice, I guess, when they get on the bike. So, as at this point, I have to ask, do you think uh, basically just general acceptance of 
the different cultures would probably satisfy everybody's uh, complaints, perhaps. Well, like, I give mad props to people who have all styles. Let's talk about, like, Rich from Loud Pipes, right? right? He's got a big twin. Yep, and he's, he's got, got the R6. A, I believe he's got a KLR and an R6. He sold the KLR. Did he say? Okay. Yeah. But still, he's he's he's, got he's the, used he's, to different yeah. different styles and having different bikes to do different things. That's um, I mean that's that's cool. Somebody who can do it all and has the different gear and outfits for each of them. Sure. That's really cool to me. But you know. We had a kid who came in. I don't know if you listened to my show this week, but we had a kid yeah. who came in, and I, I crushed his dreams. Yes, I heard that. Yeah, Good job. And because, yeah, thank you. Uh, even though it was a Honda, but he came in and was like, yeah, I just got it. Yeah, I'm going to put a new pipe on. It's going to sound cool. And I'm like, you know what? Here's the deal. That's not cool because you don't realize what you're doing, and you're going to actually make it run worse because you got to rejet it and know what you're doing. Here's what is cool. How about lubing those cables? How about checking your brake pads? How about getting some new tires? Having better control of your bike is cool. And then I took him in in our side room and I gave him a whole bunch of free gear because he was wearing a windbreaker and sneakers and that was his riding gear. So I was like, here's what we think is cool. The functionality versus, yeah, the functionality, the functionality. Ver- right, versus the exact. cool factor. I, I mean, in a perfect world... Everybody should have ridden everything. And in a perfect world, everybody has at least three bikes, one of them being a cruiser. Yeah, but you know what the thing is? See, the problem with, with at least, uh, the, I, I, would, I can only speak for the group here in this room. We're, we're poor, poor Harley owners. You see, you, you buy a Harley and you don't have any money for anything else. See, if, it exactly. were, if, I, if I had the choice, I would have at least three motorcycles. But so I just I couldn't do it. To the next segment of why we make fun of you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the cost of everything. Oh, see, now this is dangerous because this treads on a lot of different areas, but go ahead. Oh, come on. How much is a typical new exhaust system if you're going to put one on your bike? Oh, well, see, so you're, you're getting Yeah, but after. you're talking aftermarket oh. parts. That's aftermarket yeah, parts. Yeah, yeah, right. Well, right. we so, had this conversation. How much is, wait, wait, wait. wait. How much is an acropovic exhaust for a sport bike? They're just as stupid. Yeah, I got two of them. All right. So. <laughs> They're just as expensive. Not on a performance bike, I'll argue. However, I am not the one who paid for it. So, ah, um, well, Eliza, here's what I will ask. How many of you have a stock pipe on your bike? I, I do. I have a stock head pipe. I have slip-on mufflers. Right. And so how much is a typical aftermarket exhaust? Just just a ballpark. Well, I could, it, it, a full exhaust or just the mufflers? Oh, let's go muffler. Three, four hundred bucks. All right, and uh, no full exhaust? Uh, depending on the head pipe with mufflers. Well, we can say figure. like eight, eight to twelve hundred, maybe? Yeah. Right, that's a dirt bike. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose, yeah. This is when we look in the catalog, the prices that people are paying for things in the Harley catalog, we're looking at how many different bikes that would get us. That's our currency is in cheap bikes oh i see what you're saying i see how you're oh, going with that okay. oh that that headlight bucket oh that's a scooter <laughs> all right okay all yeah right. but who wants a five dollar so, scooter <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i got i got two of them what's that phrase you call about somebody who can't help but keep buying motorcycles what do you guys call that on your show uh no i don't know what you're talking about oh come on come on fess up you know what i'm talking uh, about 
talking about at all. Um, <laughs> She's in denial right there. I, think. <laughs> I know. I, I have 10 now. But um, <laughs> oh, wait a minute. All total, all 10 of your bikes, how much does that cost come to? Uh, about, I would say, uh, brand new Fat Boy. Okay. Oh. What would you rather have, What's Chris? It? Ten bikes or a brand new Fat Boy? A uh, brand new Fat Boy, thank you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> See, we go, go we go for quality, not quantity. <laughs> you know exactly, but that's some, the prices that people are paying for the accessories because, as we know, what the rarest type of Harley is uh, stock Harley, right? And and. I understand. I understand the psychology, why people are doing it, because it's fun to make it your your own and to put money into it. And then you pull up to the coffee shop and you go, hey, guys, check out my new Kuryak and Levers. Hey, I want to buy my girl some pretty things. You know? Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, well, in my defense, Liza, I made my Heritage Classic, I made it my own when I dropped an Allen wrench on the tank and chipped the paint. So that right there made it my own. And I farkled the handlebar up. But what more could you ask for? Now, yeah, and our kind of farkles are adding heated grips or, you know, just Got it's it. all about function. Yeah. Uh, sparkles, uh, you know, cosmetics are just a waste of money. But that's a difference in the community. And that's something that we, like, make fun of. How much money is, is thrown into these bikes. But... Again, I understand the correlation. There's a lot of pride in what you, in the parts you choose and, and how you build it up. It's kind of like, you know, it's like having a Mr. Potato Head. <laughs> you get all the different pieces you can throw on, you know. The, the, I, I, I understand, but, but that's, why it's, I, that's why I get accused of Harley bashing because it's just low-hanging fruit. I, I, low think, hanging I think for fruit. me, you know, the, the, the connection that I always made personally was – before I got into motorcycles, I was into old cars. When I say old cars, I mean like muscle cars, hot rods, that sort of thing. The, the American, okay. the American stuff. Um, and you know, so from the time I was a kid, you know, you walk around with your parents and you go to these car shows and you see, you know, hot rods and muscle cars and that sort of thing. You know, part of it is kind of those big motors with blowers sticking out of the hoods and all the chrome and the wild paint jobs and the big fat tires and that sort of thing. And for me, when when I went from being into that and you know, seeing that transition and, and, you know, and then it was the, the old, you know, the classic Harleys and the classic Indians and, and then the choppers and, and, and that sort of thing. I connected the most with that. I always kind of compared the, the sport bikes. Like when, when I had friends of mine that were getting sport bikes and I was getting a Harley, it was like, those were the kind of kids that had those like Honda Civics with like the fart cans on the back. And it's like, yeah, it may be true that this kid's, you know, Honda Civic hatchback, maybe faster than you know a 71 nova with you know a big block in it but the fact of the matter is is you're gonna look a lot fucking cooler in a 71 nova than you are gonna be in some little shitty honda go down the road and you know what when it when it comes to where i'm putting my money i'm putting it on american muscle all day long and and you know for me i think that's the difference between a biker and a, a motorcyclist because um you know you have these people that you know, uh, adventure riders uh, are, are great examples of it. Those are people that are purely, like you said before, based on function. 
I mean, you go on some of these BMW mm-hmm. forums and you have these guys talking about how they rigged up some fucking windshield wiper and all kinds of ridiculous <laughs> crap. And it's just like, you know, and then, you know, you swing the pendulum to the other side and you've got these Harley guys who are spending, you know, thousands of dollars either blacking things out or chroming things out or paint jobs and wheels and all kinds of matching shit. But, you know, it's it's just a matter of what's important to you. And, you know, it's... To me, it, it, that's just always kind of what that correlation was. Is that's what it is about motorcycles. So what's important and to you as yeah. a rider? What there, serves there's you? There's guys with 32 Fords that are worth 60 grand, 80 grand. There's guys spending 130,000 on, uh, you know, on some of these 70s, 60s and 70s Mopars because that's what's important to them. You know, exactly. And that's what they want. But see, you would choose a 70s Mopar, and I choose a 70s uh, Porsche or or Ferrari. Mm. Yeah. Well, you obviously have more money than we do. Oh come on. <laughs> you know, the thing no, is like, remember, remember, we went quantity over quality. Yeah. That's the <laughs> you know, it's funny because you were saying before about the Harley guys and with their chrome and stuff like that, and how you guys, you as a Harley bashing, you would go after us for that. And if you, I don't know if you recall, but we had this conversation once before, and it was said that if you need to get replacement parts for your sport bike, you go to Tupperware. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's funny yeah <laughs> well you can I'll, I'll let you use that on your show and you haven't even thrown in the whole power ranger well you uh, know because it's too I obvious mean, it is, i said it three minutes ago yeah, it, 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 <laughs> but it, it's, 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 right. it's too obvious you know that's why so but ted here is what you were not prepared to defend I don't oh think. crap i'm in sh- sh- should i like you know pinch up now here he goes go ahead here's the thing i'm i preach all types of riding experience them all enjoy them all mm-hmm. and when you're talking about harley you yourself have said you're not really ready to accept an electric harley uh yeah it's it's on a recording Ted. yeah i okay no i'm you're right i, I am not you know it's there it's coming right. i know it is coming i'll try it i may not like it but i'll try it so here's here's another thing okay. that we make fun of. Uh, a lot of big twin riders, they're just stuck. They're stuck in that. In that. You know, you even were making uh, fun of recently. We were posting on our site about a new um, electric-powered, it's like a very lightweight dirt bike. And you're like, oh, yeah, the that. if I'm going to have a mountain bike, I'm going to pedal it. Like, right. why that... would I want a motor? Yes, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> like. Why would you want a motor? Because it's fun. Having an extremely lightweight dirt bike is amazingly fun. So, Well, if, I, if that's the case, call it a dirt bike and don't call it a mountain bike. But there again is where we make fun of a lot of big twin riders are stuck in that rut of you don't want it to change. That's why Harleys still look like something made 50 years ago. Right, because it's cool. And it's, it's classic. heritage. They even <laughs> put it in one of the bike names, right? <laughs> right, of course. Well, let me everyone add. loves that heritage, but that goes back to why do you love the heritage? Because it's, it's classic. It's, it's, classic looking. It's, well, timeless. Is, yeah. It's Good. style. Yeah. It's fashion. It's role playing. We're back to that one again. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Here's the, here's the thing. Uh, a internal combustion engine, as the new new catchphrase now is ice. Uh, is extre- is far more romantic than the thought of uh, turning on a blender. 
<laughs> and that's and you have to admit that it's like the, just the sound it's of a, the motorcycle, the rumble. No, it's a lot less than a blender, more like a, a vacuum cleaner. Okay, a, a, like a Dyson or a uh, Eureka. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, exactly. E- either way, it sucks. But I don't. But the point is, is it's just I, I, the internal combustion engine for all its glory. Even going back to the forties, there's just something extremely romantic about that. And I just, well, I just don't get that vibe from an electric bike. Well, they're just two different right. things. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, that's, that's the thing. It's it, you're you're truly comparing apples to oranges at that point. Yeah. You no, know actually, I mean? we're not. No, you're, we're actually apples to bananas. Much closer than you realize. What are one of the things that is so awesome about a big twin? What? Why God, does it make you feel so cool riding just a big the twin? The rumble, the just. Uh, the, 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 uh, the, the raw power of it, yeah. That raw power. Well, guess what? An electric motorcycle has more horsepower. Again, we're not in a hurry to get there. No, but uh, that's Again, not even what I meant. I meant the whole, the whole experience. The whole experience is totally power. different. Now. Oh, yeah. I get, I get that. Sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I, I was just saying, I mean, we, we talked about it before. I had actually gotten a chance to ride the uh, the Harley. The Livewire. The Livewire, the, the electric bike. Good-looking bike. And well, and I had a great experience on it. I mean, I don't necessarily think that the electric motorcycle thing is is a bad thing, and, and I think it's going to be. I'm interested to see where it goes, but I never see myself replacing, you know, my bikes with it. I, I think, to me, they're two totally different things, and and, and it's no different than you saying. I want a cruiser and I want a sport bike because they're two different things. To me, if I was to get an electric bike in conjunction with my my big twin, it's to me because they're two totally different things. I'm not taking my uh, electric bike to go on a scenic tour of the the country. I'm not getting. I'm not taking out my electric bike to go try and pick up a chick and get laid. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like no. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what I'm absolutely going to take my Harley. Um, but uh, could I see functionality in an electric bike? Absolutely. I mean, if I wanted to ride into the city or, or who knows? I mean, there's, there's lots of different things um, that I can see being beneficial to an electric bike, even as a secondary bike or, or introducing a new market to new riders that maybe don't ride now. But uh, to me, they're just two totally, totally different things. They, they are two totally different things, but what they do have in common is that horsepower. But let's talk about the thing that's most glaringly obvious the biggest difference between the two the sound right uh yeah the sound it's going back to the dyson right to the dyson sound versus no let's let's go back to big twins and you know what's better a loud exhaust or a stock pipe with a quiet exhaust Uh, me personally i don't i don't care either way I, i i got my stock pipes on the bike still so and it's fine with me i think it depends on what the bike is to you i mean if you've got one of those bikes that is designed to be you know a bar hopper where you know it's more about looks than than anything else you know those guys want it as loud as loud can be um on my touring bike i only have slip-on mufflers because i wanted to be able to hear myself but i wanted to be able to ride for five hours without feeling like that i need to have earplugs in you know i didn't want that thing screaming as loud as loud can be but at speed with wind, I wanted to just be able to hear myself. And, you know, I do a lot of riding based on tone uh, and motor sound that 
having those mufflers on makes it that much easier for me than, you know, having to look or do anything else. You know, Eliza, yeah. having not ridden in an electric motorcycle, I can't even imagine what it must be like to be riding a motorcycle and not having that feedback from the bike. Well, right. That's something that is foreign to people because you're not getting that. But then you discover you're you're getting feedback that you never had before because you've now taken away the vibrations and you've taken away the sound. Now what you're hearing is the road and you're feeling the road. You're hearing the tire on the road and the different styles of road make different sounds. And you have a relationship with the road. Whereas before there was all this white noise blocking that out. It's a different experience. However, I want to go back to the um, big twins and the loud pipes. Now I can say, Yes, I have had bikes uh, like my custom chopper that I actually got a ticket for exceeding the allowable really? DBs. Wow. Yes. That's the first. I've never and, heard anybody getting a ticket for this. Oh, not only did I get a ticket, I got pulled over and he said, now here's what here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to walk up the road about 100 feet. I'm a signal and I want you to rev it up and I'm going to get a reading. So, of course, he goes up there, he signals, and I just go like, right? Barely rev it. And he comes back and he's like, yep, you're 70 B's over. And I'm like, oh, shit. Well, I'm getting a ticket. I said, well, what did I get? Because I was holding back. Can I do it again? Is there uh, what's the record? <laughs> I want to go for it, right? Um, so I've, I've had the loud pipes. I get it. And that same bike, it was like pointing a leaf blower at people when I revved it. It was so fun when I had chicks riding behind me and I could just see their hair flying around. Um <laughs> But you know what? The other week, a bunch of uh, big baggers rolled by me on the road, and I barely heard them. And they had stock pipes, and I went, I, I like that better now. There was a time I loved the rumble, when you feel it in your chest, and it's setting off car alarms. There's something so cool about that. And now I've reached a point where I'm like, I don't really appreciate that anymore. I kind of like just that low, soft rumble not saying anything but do you think it's an age thing uh, um i don't know if it's an age thing or it's just a culture thing because you know you're saying how do we change these these things i think it just society accepts it or doesn't yeah um and i think that that's something that's changing i think that people don't appreciate loud pipes as much and yeah, we can say loud pipes save lives, and we've all revved our engines next to a car who suddenly became aware of us and moved out of the way. But my big thing is we're better off putting uh, headlight modulators, brake light modulators, driving lights, being more visible uh, than louder, I think, is better for bikes. So you mean riding a black motorcycle wearing all black at night is bad? <laughs> and it's worse in the day. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But uh... um, so that's another thing. It's like now when people go by on their loud bikes, you know, and they're like being cool, revenant light. I'm just rolling my eyes, going, "Oh, jeez." <laughs> you know what bike I think had the greatest sound? The V Rod. It sat. You get the uh, the uh, V Rod uh, Night Rod. It sounded mm-hmm. like a hot rod, like like you were talking about earlier. Like an, it just sounded like a V8 hot rod. It was just a sweet tone, and I have yet to hear a motorcycle that sounded like that. You but, know what I think sounds really sweet? My uh, Acropovic exhaust on my KTM. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> feel like you were going to go that way. <laughs> you know, I funny thing is, I sat on the, I sat on your bike, 
at the uh, uh, IMS show show uh, in New York. And mm. because I because I've got these simian proportions, my I'm like my arms are like super long. <laughs> it, it, it for me it was uncomfortable because I felt as if I was like the handlebars were in my crotch. You know, it, it, that's that's just me, my perception. So I, I really I don't think I could be comfortable on your bike. Which bike was this? The Super Duke. Yeah, the Super Duke. Okay. Because I knew as I saw it, Liza has this, so I sat on it. And I went like, ew. Well, you said my bike. I'm like, remember, I have 10. So we had a. Uh, well, I was talking about the Super Duke, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, um, Super, yeah, Super Duke is really comfortable on me. But it's the same thing. First time somebody gets on a cruiser, they're like, why are my feet up here? What, <laughs> what the hell's going on? I remember seeing somebody, I had a friend, put them on a cruiser, and they just sat there with their feet fumbling in the air below them looking for the peg that wasn't there. It's like, no, no, keep, keep going up, 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 up. And then people say, like, I feel really uncomfortable with my legs forward. This is really awkward. I can't, you know, maneuver my butt around in the turns. It's like, no, no, it's a different thing. Pretend you're on a lazy boy, you know? You I go. prefer forward control. I think if you put a remote in their hand, they'd feel a lot better. Exactly. So, Eliza, you have to tell us about the room that you're in right now because the guys want to know. Oh, well, you need the camera on. All right, we've got the camera on. They can see. Oh, you can see me? I can see you. Oh, your camera isn't on. I can't see you. Oh, sorry. Um, so, all right, I'm going to do a little spin because are you guys familiar there you with go. the camera's on. the train? So we call it the train. Hey, there you are. Hold it. Um, so this is called the, the train room, even though you can see the motorcycle wall behind me. But I'll turn around and you can see why it's called the train room. That's awesome, man. That's cool. (laughs) That's way cool. This is wow. You used to do your podcast in a garage, though, didn't you? And then behind me, that's really cool. And then behind me, there's just walls and walls. Oh, that's N gauge over there. That's N gauge over there to the right. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh yeah, we're 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 train guys over here. Come on. Oh really? Yep. Nice. So, well, Liza, I want to thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast and giving us your insight. Uh, on the whole Harley bashing thing. And the, basically the gist of it is we just need to be more accepting of each other and just be kind to whatever motorcycle you see out there on the road. That's why I feel like I can bash because I have owned and ridden big twins. And so, you're, you're allowed. You, you, do yeah, it, you, do so, it, you do it in jest, of course. So you guys need to go. go come on, Ted. You need to come out here, do some dirt riding. If you pay some, for the airfare and the lodging, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be there. I will tell you what. I will pay for your hospital fee. <laughs> that's not the kind of hospitality that I'm looking Let for. Let me tell you something. Well, that's a way a bigger bill than lodging and airfare, so I would take her up on that deal. <laughs> so everybody, check out. Uh, There's your room and the board. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Uh, so check out the Motorcycles and Misfits, and you guys do your podcast on Sunday, and it's available first thing Monday mornings on iTunes. And you, she, Liza usually has about. 12 or 1400 people in the room with her when they do their show yeah and uh, it's as, a shit show. as we always say here in the motorcycle man podcast if you want smarts and brains on motorcycles you listen to the motorcycles and misfits or you listen to cleveland moto if you want <laughs> if you want stupid you listen to us yes a no argument here <laughs> i could always count on you to be supportive liza Hey, and guys, thanks for having me on. I hope I, I, I insulted you enough. Perfect. Yeah, we're, we're quite happy. We're all going to go slit our wrists now. <laughs> yeah. no, I, you know what? I, I, I still like the brand, and I still have American pride. Um, so 
I, that's why I always say, I don't hate Harleys. I just hate the riders. <laughs> <laughs> I, that's that's marginally better. Marginally better. <laughs> but you're Liza, thank you very much for joining us. Right. Thank you, Liza. Take care. Bye-bye. So there you have it. That's been our segment on the whole Harley bashing thing. Now, I have a crap load of emails we can go through. But you know what? I don't think we need to. But I do have a little thing here on the uh, Motorcycle Men Podcast website. Uh, Harley bashing, and you can pick up the three. Hurts Harley-Davidson and their sales. Hurts the motorcycle industry as a whole. Is done by people who really want a Harley but don't want to admit it. Is done by people who just don't get the culture. Is pointless. I don't care if you ride a Harley or I do. Uh, Is generally ignored by me. Means instant death to those that utter bad words about my brand. Comes from jealous squids. Is dumb. People need another hobby. And the results are... Well, we got a lot of other here. But 17% go with uh, hurts the whole industry as a whole. It's pointless. But others, why, why would you put other on there in the first why? place? Because it doesn't people, give us an explanation. People just, can wrote, write in what they want. If somebody says it's good and just. Some people says it makes Harley owners angry and is hilarious. Uh, somebody says it's okay as long as it's good natured. Uh, somebody says it's cool. Harleys are overrated. Uh, another one is justified because they are too loud. And the other one says, totally fine. Harley guys love to bash other bikes. So so it's evil. Everybody hands it out, and everybody dishes it out, and everybody gets it. Okay. And I so, guess that's one of the reasons that, you know, you can kind of say, is it really a bad thing? Because, you know. It's to, advertising. Well, but to a degree. I mean, look, you know, like you said, it's even. It's not that one is, is more than the other. You know, uh, people defend harley because it's something that they're passionate about no different than the reason that people you know break harley riders balls you know like people like liza who are like you know sport bike riders and these other types of riders because that that's what that's what they're into yeah that's they're more passionate about that you know what i mean so i guess it's just a matter of defending your own passion that's it we're each on our own tribe yeah that's it we always hate what's on the other side of the fence until we get on the other side of the fence so basically, you just don't, don't look over the fence if you don't like it. Right? <laughs> I like my side of the fence. That's it. Yeah. So do yeah. I. You know, like they like to say, if you I don't like, like your side of the fence. <laughs> 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 if you don't like the, the the channel that you're listening to, change it. Yeah, that's it. But you know, don't listen. If you don't like what you're hearing, don't listen. But <laughs> don't smell. Uh, anybody got anything else you want to talk about? No. No. You sure? No. You, got, you guys are done. So no. Tim, now that you sold your bike. Yes. Uh, what's your what's your what are you setting your sights on for your next ride? Um, I'm going for a soft tail. Yeah, you gotta go for a soft tail. Next I time. don't know which one yet. I'm leaning towards the heritage. Yeah, I can see you on heritage. Or I'm even no, I'm even I'm even considering a street street glide. Yeah, but street glide. It's uh, again, it's a. Uh, I know, I, but it's not as big. That's it nice sits bike. lower. It sits the street lower. Glide is really nice the the sit, street glide sits lower than what I had. It's I also the balance is different because you don't have the top box. Well, and a lot's different because they've, they've gone lighter. through. They've gone through the frame change. They've gone through the motor change. They've gone through suspension changes, brake changes. I mean, the new, even a new ultra compared to what you had is so dramatically different yeah. from what you had. No vibrations. Whole and then you know you you change. From the, the Ultra down to the Street Glide, uh, so much more nimble. Um, it would be a totally different world for you. 
I still think you should go. You should definitely go uh, soft tail. Though. That's why I'm thinking. That's me. That's what I'm thinking. Because you get the you can put. You know what about I, the, the, the new the, sport the, glide no, too? Here's the thing that the whole thing that I'm really into because I've had it and I appreciate it. And is having that that front cowling in there, the, the fair big the fairing, yeah. and all that in front of me, I like that. To me, I feel safer with it. For me, oh, okay. it's my oh, personal okay, preference. It. So the, the that that's why I said go down to the new, the newer street glides because they're a little a little wider. Yeah. I liked them. I told you that was my new favorite when I I test rode the, I only test rode the 2017s last year, mm-hmm. and I liked that the, was uh, nice. As yeah. long as I, I I jizz all over my fat boy, I'm always gonna love that. <laughs> Yeah, he but likes the stickiness. I, yeah, I, yes. I think we could we could have done without that visual. But uh, the street the street glide, I, I it also, used to be black. Yeah, <laughs> the street glide I liked a lot. I fell in love with that. I was like, "Ooh, this is my new favorite bike." I like the street glide yeah. a lot. But then again, the, I I I teased myself because I didn't just test the regular street glide. I test the CVO. No, 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 no. You it was the street glide special. Oh, all right. Yeah, the orange one, the orange one, the Harley orange. Yeah, loved it. Thought it was the fantastic. CBOs are unbelievable too, man. That, I, I can imagine. I rode the uh, the Road Glide special, yeah. and I didn't think I was going to like it because the fairing is like so like it's way fixed. out there. Dude, that was like a sweet ride. Holy crap! I was like, I gotta get me one of these. But there you go, Tim. The twenty six point one inches. What do you know? What yours was on your bike? Do you remember? I certainly was taller than that. I think. Oh, well, yeah. I put the I put I put a lowering kit on mine. Yeah, but you even still was taller than that. That bike could feel a lot lower to you. Wow. So there you go. You know, like yeah, these, the Sport Glide has a, has a tiny fairing, but I don't think you want that. Huh. Might work for you. But that's that's a me kind of bike. Yeah. For me, that's the way I see myself on. All right. Well, well, well we'd like to see you on that too. <laughs> so let's uh, let's all chip in. We're we're gonna do a we're gonna do a GoFundMe. GoFundMe. We're gonna do a GoFundMe to get Tim a street glide. Yeah. It might be a hey, nineteen. People have done those damn things for stupid shit. Yeah, so you Listen, well five bucks not. five bucks from every person, and you That's got it, it, dude. That's <laughs> it. Yeah, I tell you, you know, uh, it, it might be like a nineteen eighty seven, but you know, we'll, we'll get you a street glide. When, when when did they start making the street glides? Oh six. Oh six. The the only year you could get a carbureted street glide. No it was kidding. just one year they made it? Yeah. And then they went to uh, fuel injected from 07 on. Wow. I want a V-Rod. If you can get your hands on a carbureted street glide right now, probably worth especially one in, right? in nice shape, it's, yeah, they're, they're, well, they're sought after just because of how rare they are. Wow. You know what I thought was really cool? And I, I never, I've never, ever sat on I sat on the Lowrider uh, last weekend. The new I was one? actually, yeah, it was actually quite nice. I, I kind of like the deluxe too. I like the, the lowrider because, to me, uh, you know, talking about how I like the older, you know, <laughs> yeah. look and that sort of thing. I mean, to me, the lowrider you stand fifteen feet away from it, and it very much looks like it could be straight out of the seventies. Yeah, uh, I, you know, I love it. I think I think the aesthetic of it is awesome. Would you say was the lower bike? That was slim. The, the slim. Yeah, slim's the lowest seat height. Yeah, well, didn't you ride the slim last year? Yeah, I liked it. This that was badass, dude. But that was a, don't forget uh, we. Wrote all the twenty seventeen. I've still done the it. Was the, it was the uh, Softail Slim? What was the model that they had? Was uh, we? They were all twenty seventeen. Do you remember the models they had? The Softail Slim. They had different different models of it. Uh, oh, the Slim S. The Slim S. That was it. The soft, rode that. Holy the crap, dude! Like to throw me off the back of the bike. Yeah. Now to put wow. it all right. So to put it in perspective, 
the new 107s and 114s yeah. are going to blow that 110 out. Get out, oh, really? Yeah. yeah, you're going to be blown away when you come down and ride these things, man. It's no shit. Pff, holy crap. It's awesome. They are just they're and totally, that, totally that, that bike motors. does sit low, man. It's like really you park your butt on that thing, you feel like you're sitting in a chair. That's mm-hmm. that your knees are bent ninety degree angle. Beautiful. Well, at least mine are anyway. Oh. All right then. So uh, since we have nothing else, we got do have some events coming up. That again, we got our motorcycle men's spring classic ride coming up. Which April I will tw- can't participate. You can participate. You can follow us in your in your truck. No, because you my, truck be, will, my truck will you die. Can, halfway you can through be it. a navigator. <laughs> We're going to be doing that. We're going to do. You're going to be driving, driving to get me a ride someplace. Cause uh-huh. Well, we're going to we're going to we're going to meander. I think that's going to be a meander ride. What do you think? I don't give a shit. Is that good, Fold Justin? You want to join us on that? When is it? It's going to be uh, Sunday, April twenty first. As long as we're riding, I don't care where we go. We're Saturday. Yeah, you uh, you don't work. You work on Saturdays, right? So Fucking ride to Nova Scotia for all I give a shit. <laughs> We met a guy who did. Uh, yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. He rode to Nova Scotia, and I'm like, "Damn, that's fucking pretty bad." Yeah, and then we got Myrtle Beach Bike Week on uh, the 11th, May 11th to the 19th, and I will be there. Of course, and I will have my motorcycle man T-shirt on. Feel free to come over, and uh, are you going to ride there? Uh, it's it's in discussion. All right, and if you see me, I'll slap a sticker on your forehead. Uh, Marrakech, June 4th to 11th. I will be there. Chris, are you going to be there? I'm hoping to be there. Okay. We will be there too, and, there. and Tim can come along if he wants. He can follow us in his truck, and we'll he could be the pace car. Get him, get him ready. He could be a pace car. Why not? The motorcycle podcasters challenge is June twenty first to July eleventh. I won't be there. So, um, so we lost. We lost, we lost a rider. So we're we're a guy down. So now, now Justin, Justin, you're gonna ride. You're gonna ride for the motorcycle man. What do, what do we have to do? Well, it, it's you know the game of um, uh, what is it called? Scrabble. The game, no. You're familiar with the game of Scrabble, okay? Uh, loosely, sure. Okay. Well, the way what's going to happen is they draw uh, every every Wednesday. They have a drawing during this, and they draw six letters. Mm-hmm. And with each one of those letters, you have to go to a town that starts with the beginning letter, and then you have to take a picture of yourself and the motorcycle in front of the town's uh, post fire office, fire department, power stovers, or whatever, and submit that photograph to the Motorcycle Podcaster Challenge Facebook page. And then at the end of the week, they tallied up. The winning team gets the trophy. And Brandon, do you just and have to go to a town that starts with it, or is it a matter of no? It's got to start. Add mileage also. No, mileage is a bon- for bonus points. Yeah, so the farther you go away, say if you got to be, and yeah, you got to be next, you know, one you're town over where you got to be seventy miles away. Like well, that's what I'm saying. Like, bunch of points for when you get, like you get, gee, you could go to Garwood; it's a mile away. Right. But that's, I mean, that's, what, that's, what fun that's, is that? Yeah, yeah right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you go as far as you want. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying mileage counts also, or is it just no mileage? But you got to remember, it's points based on how long the word is. Yeah, it's, so the longer the, the like, you know, the longer the name. For example, I'm pissed off that fucking Zarapeth that was encountered. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Z has been taken out of the competition because I had it. I fucking had it. Yeah. <laughs> Z and Q are, are are out. They don't count. So it, it, all the letters are worth whatever Scrabble letters are worth. Yeah. Um, yeah. You see, so you add all those letters up. Oh no! Actually, I think Q is still in it. I don't there's, know. I don't. There was another Z. Q is a tough one. Yeah. Q. No. Yeah. Queen. <laughs> Um, That's a borough, though. So if you want, is it Queens a borough? So can we? If if I'll I'll find out from our from the administrators if if you want if you want to join the podcast the challenge if you want to ride for the motorcycle man I'll see if I can get you as a stand in. Gene Salas, pinch hitter, a pinch hitter. Yeah, you're the designated pinch rider. Yeah, the designated hitter. Uh, Tag team. It's like I get to tag him. Oh, he's in. 
Uh, July 8th is the 10th annual Valor Ride here That's in uh, Clark, my birthday. New Jersey. Yes, it's Tim's birthday also. And we're going to get him a new bike that day. That's right. You guys are going to get me a new bike. You have to post these far away events on on the page. Oh, yeah, they are. They're still be. a while yeah. off. And, of course, we have the Motorcycle Men Fall Classic Colors Group Ride on October 6th. All right. That's a little much. <laughs> October. Uh, go Stop. Yeah. I want fucking summer to come. I know. Stop you fucking talking about next fucking uh, fall already. Motorcycle men, <laughs> okay? Motorcycle men's winter ride about will be on fall. December 3rd. Can anybody yeah. tell that Chris is uh, pissed off again? Yeah, yeah. A little I don't want to yeah. hear about next fucking fall. Okay. The motorcycle men polar dick. ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We got, uh, uh, if you go to our YouTube channel, you'll see part one of our 2017 fall ride out to Centralia. That's up there on a podcast or on the YouTube channel right now. Pennsylvania. Yes. Yep. That was a nice ride. All right. So uh, go out to our Facebook page. Facebook. Uh, that's Motorcycle Men Podcast on Facebook. And give us a like there. Check us out on Instagram. We now have photos and stuff up on our Instagram page. Finally, people have been asking, so we got it. And um, that's it. Uh, next, yes. we have an interview coming up with an unknown guest. But we'll uh, let you know all about that soon. All right, joining, uh, that's it. So we're about to get out of here. I am Ted, your host of the Motorcycle Man Podcast. And we are joined here by the motorcyclist Tim Buck 2. Goodbye, Omar. And, and, uh, and remember, ride like nobody sees you. And Chris, the Joker. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I got to say. And fuck cold weather. Justin <laughs> shoes. Do <laughs> uh, you have anything to say with a sign off for us? No, I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. That's a sign off. I'm all right. I'm all right. Uh, yeah. All right. And uh, all right. So I'm Ted. Everybody uh, remember, uh, we're the motorcycle men, and uh, we say stupid crap so you don't have to. Yeah. Yeah. But feel free to join. Yeah. <laughs> by oh, by the way, one last thing. Chris's F word count is way down today. Are you feeling okay? No, I was just very angry tonight. Oh, really? <laughs> he only had nine F words tonight. Well, you missed a couple there at the end. Yeah. Did I did. really? Yeah. So yep. we can give him a proxy like 14? Get on your fucking 11. game. 11. Give him fucking writing them down. <laughs> Four. I'd say 11 or 12. Yeah. 11 or 12 is good. All right, we'll give him a 12 today. That's, it's still the lowest so far. Go fuck yourself. 13. <laughs> <laughs> and go straight. Yeah. All right, kids. Good night, all. Bye. See ya.